The NBA Awards show is tonight, and we're recording live. Will Luka win Rookie of the Year? We don't know yet. You'll get to hear our live reactions to that, plus more Mavericks free agent rumors and news. Let's get started. Welcome to Dallas Hoops FanCast, a podcast for Mavs fans. I'm your host, Sydney. I'm here with my co-host, Martin. Hey, guys. If you're new here, thank you so much for listening. You're going to love this show for three reasons. First of all, it's ad-free. Yes, no ads ever. Second of all, we're real Mavs fans. We don't work for the team or any big media outlets, and we're not fans of any other team. Like the Lakers. This, this truly is a podcast by Mavs fans, for Mavs fans. And third, you're not just listening to a podcast, you're joining a tribe of Mavericks fans. So talk about the show at the office, chat with us on Twitter, Instagram, or on YouTube, join the conversation. We're happy you're here and thank you to all of our new list returning listeners and our new listeners for the support. Really, we appreciate it a lot. Um, by the way, if you're following us on Instagram at Dallas Hoops Fancast, then you've seen our Mavs Trivia Tuesday. So last week's trivia question was, what year did the Mavs make the playoffs for the first time? Do you remember that, Martin? <laughs> you know, this is a fun thing that people like doing. I don't appreciate you laughing <laughs> at it just because... It's, it's just the intros get longer This isn't the intro. This, okay. It's a fun thing. All right. Do you remember the year the Mavs made the playoffs for the first time? For the time? first time, I think it was 84, 85. It was. Oh, it was okay. 84, yeah. So, um, at Jake Faybacher, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but congratulations, Jake. He answered the question first, uh, correctly first. So, there's your shout-out. Um, follow us on Instagram for this week's tri Trivia Tuesday, and you could get a shout-out. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> okay, so... Super awesome. Anyways, on to the cool stuff. Um, the NBA award show is going on right now. Actually, I'm watching Shaq walk to the stage. He's wearing shorts and a t-shirt. I guess Shaq's going to do Shaq. Um, but we're recording this live during the award show, um, so you'll get to hear our live reactions to really the only award that we care about, which is Rookie of the Year. Do you have any thoughts, any predictions for... He better... Luca better <laughs> win. If Luca doesn't win, then I don't know how this podcast is going to go, but <laughs> that's just all I have to say. All these people that talk about how Trey Young had a better second half of the season. Okay, this is how I always talk. Well, it sounds like you're yelling. Well, I'm not. <laughs> okay, anyways... Um, I do think that Luca should win. However, what do you do? You th I think there's actually kind of a strong pro possibility that it's co-rookie of the year. Again, that you might as well. If I'm Luca, I don't even walk up there. <laughs> I just let Trey Young keep the award because that's not an award. It's not a co. They weren't co-rookies yeah. of the year. Luca was better, even when Trey was on his. Hot ten streak, game yeah. hot streak after February first or whatever. Luca was still better even during that time period. Yeah. So it's not a discussion. I know the league. I'm hoping the league was just trying to make it a you just know dramatic for, event because yeah. like in the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, it's over. Yeah. So let's just hope 
that Luca wins Rookie of the Year and we can all sleep peacefully tonight. There was, I cannot remember who it was, but he said um, Trey Young had a really nice stretch towards the end of the season. But even even during that time, Luca was better. And it was so funny because, like, really nice. That's a professional way of saying that's cute. I mean, <laughs> he was good. Don't get me wrong. For, like, 40 games. Tra- and, and, and that's fine. But he was good. And any other year, Trey Young would probably win Rookie of the yeah. Year. Unfortunately for him, he happened to get drafted the same time as Luca, who had a historic rookie year with... Only one other player did what he did their rookie season. So Yeah, I mean you could if you put Luca's stats together in terms of like points, assists, uh, rebounds, like the only other people that did that were Larry Bird, Oscar Robertson. Well, it was Oscar Robertson's the only other player to do the twenty one, eight and six or seven and six. Something like that. Um Oscar Robertson's the only other player to do what Luca did his rookie year. I mean, if that's not rookie of the year, then then what is? Yeah, well, not only that, but his um, the number of triple doubles. I think it was Magic Johnson was the only other player that did that his rookie year, or well, was it just no? He had like seven or eight. Magic. Yeah. He he had the same amount as Magic Johnson, but Ben Simmons had more, and then oh, Oscar okay. Robertson had the most their rookie year. Oh, okay. So, but still, he he's in some elite category. Not that Trey Young's not Trey Young. Had a great year. I know people are going to talk about, well, he scored 48 points that one game or whatever. But that was like a quadruple <laughs> overtime. Well, they like to forget that piece of it and just talk about that the 48 points. It was like an extra points. quarter. Yeah, it was an extra two quarters. It was yeah. an extra half, basically. Yeah. So, you know, oh, we just got to see Trey yeah, Young. We, yeah. So let's There's do- Lukey. <laughs> let's do... Um, He's I always think- there with his mom. Well, you know, it's a family... You know, they're a family. They're a happy family. They like each other. Hmm. Um, okay, so a quick comparison, Trey to Luca. Um, Luca averaged 21.2 points, Trey Young 19.1. So Luca wins that. Assists. Now Trey Young averaged more because he's a point guard. Um, 8.1 compared to six for Luca. Okay, but my defense to that is Luca wasn't the starting point guard for the Maz the first half of the season. Um once he became the starting point guard, he averaged like eight assists a game. So yeah. his assists are really right there with Trey. But yes, for the season, yeah, yeah, Trey Young wins. Um, rebounds, Luca 7.8, Trey Young 3.7. I think a lot of that's because Luca could play, well, he played small forward, or at least he started at small forward. And he's just bigger. He just went for rebounds. He's just too. a better yeah. rebounder. Um, steals, Luca 1.1, Trey Young 0.9. Blocks, Luca 0.3, Trey Young 0.2. Turnovers, Luca 3.4, Trey Young 3.8. Uh, shooting percentage, Luca 42.7, Trey Young 41.8. Three point shooting, Luca 32.7, Trey Young 32.4. I mean, it's just like in every statistical yeah. category, Luca was better. And that's not even better. the advanced stats. When you look yeah. at advanced stats, Trey is nowhere near Luca. So. P.E.R. Luca had a higher P.E.R. Um, two and a half points higher. Um, if we look at win shares, Luca was at four point nine compared to three point uh, three. Def- uh, win shares per forty eight minutes, Luca was higher. 
Box plus minus. Luca was four point one. Trey Young was negative one point one. And it's probably his defense yeah. block, box plus um, minus. Value over replacement player. Luca is three point six. Trey Young is point six. Yeah. So I mean, it, it you know whether or not you like advanced stats or not, you could stick with the basic stats that we've been using for a hundred years. That's fine. But in either category, Luca is just better. Yeah. And like again, like you said. Trey Young had an amazing year. 19 points, 8 assists. I any mean, other any year, other year he'd be he's rookie winning the, rookie of the year. Any, he just happened to come out the same Luka. time as Luka. Yeah. Any other year, DeAndre Ayton might have won rookie of the year. I mean, heck, uh, Malcolm Brogdon won with numbers that probably were similar to um, Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, it was just a really good rookie class. But Luka was the best. And he better win. If he doesn't. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. <laughs> so I'm told that Rookie of the Year is first, but obviously we're not going to like waste any time because people listening to this, I already know, know what happened, so I don't want to just ramble about nothing. So in the meantime, until we get to Rookie of the Year, um, we can talk about some of these other rumors that have come yeah, up. Yeah, we got to catch up on the... Yeah, so free agency rumors. The, we'll start with the most recent, and then we'll kind of work our way down. The most recent news being that um, the Mavericks are supposedly getting a meeting with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, <laughs> okay, we're, we're not getting them, so I, I mean, let's okay, <laughs> let's let's move on. Like, why even waste? time so, <laughs> like just tell Kawhi, hey we appreciate it but we know you're not coming here see ya well okay so it was chris sheridan that that reported this and he's not he's been a reporter for a long time he's had some scoops but he's not like a mark stein type guy but he said a person very close to the mavs just told me that dallas is expecting to get a meeting with Kawhi leonard okay but so i mean <laughs> Like, come Wait, on, people. So are you saying it's not worth it? He's not coming to Dallas. Even if you can get a meeting, are you saying that... No, I don't waste my time. No, You're you not, don't say... I don't think you say no to Kawhi. He's not coming okay, here. Now, you, If he told you, by the way, it's between you and Toronto, then yeah, okay. Well, yeah. But you have never been mentioned with the Kawhi sweepstakes. Sweepstakes. Steepstakes. Skeepstakes. Skeepstakes. Ever. So... Now all of a sudden, oh, you know what? They're doing Rookie of the Year. Oh, crap. All right, let's catch this audio. Take it away, RJ. Here are the candidates for the NBA Rookie of the Year. I'm actually nervous. When you look at Trey Young, brother's got range. Trey's going to launch from Steve. Otherworldly passing ability in multiple 40-point games. This kid is amazing, folks. He's tremendous. DeAndre Ayton. Tremendous. I compare him to young David Robinson. It's kind of embarrassing for uh, DeAndre Ayton because he doesn't have a chance. 16 and 10. He had a great rookie year. Okay. He's the best rookie since LeBron James. He's already got the things that we go, wow. It's Luka mania, you know, it's real. Oh my goodness, what a show! He ain't no ordinary rookie. Show what you got. What a nasty change. Ray Slaughter, go! Back to 
2019 Kia NBA Rookie of the Year is... Luka Doncic. Let's hear his, uh, his speech. Yeah. Okay, we can all sleep peacefully tonight. <laughs> all right, I want to hear his speech. Uh, first of all, I want to congratulate Trey and DeAndre for amazing seasons. And not just them, you know, the whole rookie class. I think it's, it's amazing. And we can make something big. And after, I want to thank uh, my family, my girl, Kike, Bill, Rick, all my, te- my team, my whole teammates. So thank you very much. He sounded so nervous. <laughs> okay, well, like I said, we can sleep peacefully tonight. Yes. Uh, justice was served tonight. <laughs> um, Trey Young did not win Rookie of the Year. He's he the did rookie not deserve. We deserve. Yes, he's, he's not the one we need. Or he's the one we need, need but not just the not one the we deserve. One. I never Either understood way, that line. Luca won, and that's all that matters. He deserved it. Had a great year. Um, if you look at past rookie of the years over the last 25 years, uh, it just helps you to see there's a real chance that Luca is going to be a superstar for a long, long time. Yeah, this is a very good sign. And I wish I had these numbers in front of me. You just reminded me of, I looked at players that have won rookie of the year and how many of them went on to win MVP or win a championship or were hall of famers um and it's i mean it was off a the very top, high yeah it was a really high percentage i would say off the top of my head it was about 50 percent um again i wish i had that in front of me but yeah there's a very good chance that he's gonna be at least a an all-star yeah a an perennial all-star, all-star. A, a decade an all-time great of the decade and then possibly like end up somewhere in the conversation of of a great player um so i'm really happy about that Honestly, now it's just about next season and trying to keep him, which I think so far the Mavs front office. I, I mean, mean, his first year they bring in Kristaps, yeah. Porzingis, and and they're already talking about trying to get Kemba Walker and all these other and guys. We and got this special meeting with, with Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. You know, he plays the same <laughs> position as Luca, so it would be important that we have this meeting with him. Okay, so going back to that, I think you take the meeting with Kawhi. Obviously, you don't wait for him. I mean, you also meet with Kemba. And if Kemba tells you yes, then you do that. But, I mean, you don't say no to a meeting with Kawhi. The only reason I meet with Kawhi is if he says it's between you and Toronto. You are the front runners or you're second in place. Okay, fine. But if he's got nine teams he's meeting with and you're one of those nine... (laughs) Like, just move on. You're not getting yeah. Kawhi. He doesn't want to come to Dallas. I doubt they actually have a meeting. I think it was Fisher. Mike Fisher said that his source tells him that it would take something crazy for that meeting to happen, but the Mavs wouldn't say no, obviously. Of course they wouldn't, but, I mean, it's not going to happen. He's, yeah. They're not meeting with Kawhi. So Anyways, it's a non-story. So let's move on to um, the next most recent rumors, and that is Al Horford. And this has just gone from... This small little, oh, that's surprising too. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. So I'm just going to run down everything that has happened. So first of all, Al Horford opted out. He was going to get, I think, like 30 million million, next season. And everyone was like, what? And then they were like, yeah, um, he wants to re-sign with the Celtics. We were like, oh, okay. 
So just get a long-term deal. And then it was like, no, they're really far apart because he says that he already has a guarantee of four years, $100 million. And everyone was like, what? Again? Okay. And then... This is... have you it In Ant-Man, Michael Pena. <laughs> what? He does these two monologues, I guess. And this exactly what he sounds like. I'm running like. down. Like, what? And then they were like this and it was like, what? That's what you sound like. I'm right running now. down the news. All right, keep okay. Going. So then somebody, I don't even know where this came from, but somebody tweeted that that guaranteed contract was coming from the Mavericks. And everyone was like, yeah, okay. Because Horford is like 33 years old, four years, $100 million. I mean, the Mavs have the space, but. Makes no sense. Yeah, they're going after young guys like Kemba Walker and, and D'Angelo Russell and all that. Um, and so for the record, Mike Fisher, Mark Stein, and Tim McMahon have all three said that according to their sources, this is not happening. Like the Mavs have been very adamant that they have not guaranteed this contract that, yeah, they like Al Horford, but they're, they're not going to sign him for that contract. Now, you know, there's a possibility one, they're all being lied to, or two, the Mavs are just adamantly and like maybe they're denying it too much like maybe it kind of is looking obvious now because they're being so strong about it i mean you never know right now like what teams and players and agents decide to leak you don't know if it's true or not or if they're just leaking it to gain leverage or they're trying to backpedal so they don't get fined for tampering yeah you know whatever the case so you never really know but the fact that his name has been linked with the Mavericks quite a bit, when there's smoke, there's fire, or there's a smoke screen. So you just don't know mm. which one it is. Martin. And somebody tweeted that. I did not. Oh, I don't deep. own that one. Oh. Somebody else tweeted that, and I oh, liked okay. it. I hearted it. Well, so, that was deep. Um, yeah. So who knows? I mean, I, I like Horford a lot, and I'd love to have him on Dallas, but I'm not going to give him that much money. He's not going to be my big signing this offseason but if you can bring him in with somebody else like a sign and trade for Kemba Walker which is what kind of has been floating out there and then you sign Horford that I would be okay with because you instantly become a title contender yeah I agree and that and that kind of goes along with like since this speculation is continuing people are starting to think like okay how could the Mavs make this work and still get Kemba Walker and the idea is a sign and trade. And so a couple of p potentials, I guess, is um, J so the trade for would be for Kemba Walker, a sign and trade for Kemba Walker. And the Mavs would send Charlotte um, Jalen Brunson because obviously they would need a point guard. Um, they would send them Courtney Lee because he has an expiring contract. Well, and, and if Courtney Lee can be bought out or his he could contract also be, could be yeah, flexed I think stretched out. I think. Or yeah, something. stretched, something like that. Um, but then they would still have to get rid of Hardaway Jr., like just straight up get rid of his contract. Um, and then, even then, they would still have to work some magic with other players they have that have like guarantees or they have bird rights on. They would have to renounce some things and maybe even move um, Justin Jackson to get rid of his. So like... It's, it's not an lot. easy, yeah. It's yeah. not an easy path. Plus, they would have to convince Charlotte to do that in the first place. Which there's no reason for them, unless yeah. they want to get out of another contract like uh, yeah. Batum's contract. 
and you absorb so that long term contract for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that way they can get rid of that. But yeah, it's it's a long shot. The Mavericks are better off just signing their guy. Yeah, but then it's between Kemba and Al Horford, which two weeks ago no one cared about. But now all of a sudden we're like, well, I don't know. Maybe we need both. Well, well I mean, obviously we need both. We need a center. We need we a rebounder. We need everyone. Um, and, yeah, it would be nice to have another scoring option with Luca and Porzingis. It's um, Porzingis. Porzingis. But uh, it's just, come on, this fantasy land. Like, now if anybody can pull it off, it's Donnie Nelson. Donnie Nelson, but yeah. It, it, <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's going to keep the powder dry. <laughs> yeah, I so, okay, you talked about how it'd be nice to have Horford. Some pros of that would be he's a good pick-and-pop guy. He can and also pick-and-roll, pick and yeah. yeah, for alley-oops or just rolling to the rim. He's very strong and athletic, which helps with that pick-and-roll, but also his defense. He's still yeah. a pretty good defender, and he has more athleticism left in him than I thought. Like yeah. I said, he's 33, but... He's got. He's still pretty athletic. Bigs usually last a little bit longer in the league, um, for whatever reason. Maybe their length and size. Yeah. But he's an excellent defender. Um, he can switch onto little guys and keep them from getting into the paint and he forcing did, them to shoot jump shots. And he, he guarded Giannis yeah, really, really well. He did really well with because that. he's not too big. He's kind of a smaller center, but he's still a really good rebounder and rim protector. And he's agile and mobile. And it would just be a really nice piece next to Porzingis. So that way, you know, he can rely on offense, kind of like Dirk and Tyson. Yeah. You know, not to constantly compare. No, but, you know, it's. Chris Stapps to Dirk, but they got a they have really the same similar kind player. Of game. Yeah. yeah, it's just a fact. Um, and Al Horford is also a very good passer. Um, yeah. He's when he's they run him or the uh, the Celtics did have him at the high post a lot and he could make passes out of that or even just if he was driving he could see the open man and make that that quick pass. And he's a multiple time All Star. Yeah. So I would love to have him. I don't want to pay him twenty seven yeah. million a year for four years, but. If we can find a way to get him and somebody else, I'd be all for it. So those are the cons. Yeah, that it's four years, $112 million, and he's 33. And, and, you know, in order to turn down $30 million next year, he had to have had somebody Yeah, I don't think it's that. leverage. No, you, you don't leave $30 million on no. the table. Yeah, so, I mean, if it was like three years, or if it was four years less money, I mean, some some reworking of one of those numbers... Yeah, I would be okay with yeah. it. It's just, it's the four years and it's the 120 the million yeah. together that it's just. And he's just not like. worth 30 million a year or yeah. 27 million a year. No disrespect to him, but that's the money you give to a franchise player. To like a Kemba Walker, who yeah. I don't know if he can be a number one, but I mean, he's. I don't think I have to make this argument. Like, he's better than Al yeah. Horford. He's yeah. the guy that you would give that kind of money to. Um, so I don't know. It was like. At first, it was no one was even thinking about it, and then it was like, "Oh, really? The Mavs are linked to him." And now it's we're trying to figure they out are, if this not, is real. They are, yeah, they're not, you know. But again, for the record, all of the Dallas guys, Mike Fisher, Mark Stein, and Tim McMahon, have said this is not happening. So we'll see. But one final note on that: Jeff Skinway tweeted, and I quote: "So." I'm very confident Mavs fans are going to be very satisfied with this offseason. Why would you do that to us? I mean, what does that, that mean? That drives us. Well, 
it's like it's hinting that something big is gonna happen. But like I don't. It's something big. You know what? Save that tweet because if <laughs> something big doesn't happen, I want to go back to Skin and say, "Hey, why would you uh-uh, do that to us? Not cool. Next time, keep your mouth shut, okay?" Well, he must know. I guess. I mean, he's it's... always having a beer with somebody, so you know he knows something. I don't know how. Like, I know that he does um, the telecast. He does a lot of work with the team, but I don't know how news travels within organizations. Anyways. Um, yeah, so that one, that was a little bit, it's like, I don't know. And at the same time, like, how would you know? Because you still have to meet with the free agent. Yeah. And, well, you know. and, and we've talked about this before. A lot, not all of them, but a lot of players already know where they're going to go. Yeah. And a lot of teams already know who they're going to get. And they do that in order to communicate with other potential players and teams. So that way that team can be prepared and make other changes that need to be made in order yeah. for it to happen. It's not always the case. And honestly, I don't really know that for 100% certainty. But I mean, if you just think about it for five minutes, you'll come to the same conclusion. Well, just based on like just based on stuff that you hear. And this reminds me of Andre Iguodala was on, um, I don't remember what show today. And he said, nobody's going to the <laughs> Knicks. Like, ain't no one going to the Knicks. Okay. Yeah. But that does remind me. So we were talking about... Um, Kyrie Irving going to Brooklyn, and we were like, "Why?" Because I don't see how that makes There's a difference. There's no benefit yet. there. And you hypothesized that the only reason he would go is if he had talked to another player and knew that that other player was also going. Well, and that's what we're starting to hear now. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that Kyrie and Kevin Durant were close friends. Yeah, me neither. All of a sudden that leaked out of nowhere that they're like yeah. BFFs. So now they're saying Durant yeah. is going to and, Brooklyn. And if you're that's the only reason why Kyrie would pick Brooklyn. Yeah. Like they both wanted to go to New York, but none of <laughs> them wanted God, to go to the not Knicks. The Knicks. <laughs> um so yeah, if if Durant decides to go there, then Kyrie's gonna go there. They're gonna play together Next year they're gonna suck because Durant's gonna be out no, all year. Well, yeah, but they'll they'll be. They'll I mean, be they, okay. They'll be in the playoffs because they're in the East. Yeah, well, they were already in the yeah. playoffs. So, um, and it might not be Durant. It might be somebody else. Yeah, and, but either yeah. way, he's gonna have to have somebody else that's deciding that because, you know, for all the talk that he has about winning and a winning mentality and going to a winning organization, going to the Nets doesn't provide that unless. He's got somebody else going there with him. I will say the Nets have done a lot of things to change the culture. Like um, the coach, the is it the GM that's from the Spurs? Yeah. Um, the guys that they've brought in, while they're not like high talent guys, they're high character. They have a good system in place. This year they finished 42 and 40. Like they've yeah. done the right things to turn things around Despite being screwed over with no draft picks. And honestly, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they even were planning on winning this year. Maybe because not, if you yeah. really look at their roster, it's not really good. But D'Angelo Russell had a breakout year. Yeah. Um, but that does leave us with that, the D'Lo. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people want D'Angelo Russell or the Mavericks to go after D'Angelo Russell if Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. Because obviously they're going to let D'Angelo Russell walk. At that point, do you go after Kemba or D'Angelo Russell? I mean, so I post about this on Instagram, like which one would you rather have? And Twitter too. And I was kind of surprised 
that the majority of people said D'Angelo Russell. When I thought about it, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess he is a lot younger. He's t- I think he's 24. Yeah, and Kemba's so, 29. Yeah, there's more potential there, his ceiling for growth. Um, honestly, I think they're both really similar. So in that case, you'd go with the younger guy. The only thing that concerns me with D'Angelo Russell is he's only done it one year, and it happened to be True. his contract year. Yeah. And we've seen that all the time with players who they're okay. And then in their contract year, they put up big numbers. They get that huge deal and then they're not then really they're that good. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah. that's my only concern with him is he doesn't really have a, a, a big enough body of work for me to get really that excited. Now, if I found out the Mavs were signing him, then I'd be like thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, I'd kind of personally, I'd rather have Kemba. But honestly, I don't like either one of them with the Mavericks. I, I would rather them go after somebody that can defend the guard position because <laughs> right now we don't have that. And as good as Kemba and D'Angelo Russell are, they're not really good uh, defenders. Now, the one thing with D'Angelo that I think would work better with Luka is he's 6'5". So he can actually play the two guard and they can bring in a Pat Beverly to yeah. play the point guard and be the defensive guy. And Luca on defense would be the three. And D'Angelo Russell at 6'5", I think would be a more natural shooting guard anyways. Yeah, I do. I think his size is important. Um, speech, bleh, speaking of Patrick Beverly, they have said that the Mavs will get a meeting with him, but he's also meeting with some other teams too. Um, I also heard today that the Nets plan on trying to bring in DeAndre Jordan, who's apparently good friends with Kevin Durant, to try to convince him to go there. I mean, there's just like, there's so much. You can have him. We've had DeAndre Jordan, and eh, you know, he's really good at padding his stats. Yeah, yeah, that was was frustrating. So, yeah, I think that D'Angelo Russell could fit. I think Kimba Walker could fit, but I'm not sold on either one so i feel like i want one of them because it would be super exciting yeah but in reality is it the best thing i don't know i mean you're you're you know what you're getting with kemba he's done it for a long time now he's gonna come in here he's gonna put the ball in the basket he's gonna score a lot um d'angelo russell is a little bit more of a mystery but i mean obviously if we got one of them great whether that's gonna happen i don't know i trust I trust Donnie Nelson, though. If he's the one pulling the strings. If he says, get him, then get him. Yeah. If it's Cuban, that makes me a little (laughs) nervous, just because he doesn't have a good track record with bringing in players. Giannis. I'm never going to forget that one. Well, Steve Nash. Yeah, Steve Nash, He let Steve Nash go for one year. Yeah. Difference. But Giannis also, they kept trading down so that they could have an extra 400000 to offer to Dwight Howard because that would make a difference. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's if it's Donnie Nelson and they don't go after them, then I'm okay with that. And honestly, they have a good team anyways, even without those guys. Um, and they still have comp- competition. I mean, like I said, the you know Patrick Beverly, even that's not sure because he's meeting with other teams. Um, the Knicks and Lakers are also interested in Kemba Walker. And if I'm Kemba... And now the the Lakers won't have as much money as everyone thought because they, would they have, yeah, they're kind not of screwed very bright, themselves yeah. over. But theoretically, he could go there if he wanted to. He would the take Mavs, less money, but yeah. It, I mean, if you're if you're looking to win a championship, and you got to pay get paid six million dollars less or whatever. 
then yeah, you go to the Lakers. Yeah. And if he's all about winning, great. And that kind of sucks for the Mavs. And yeah. then the Lakers have a powerhouse again. But if he, you know, is doesn't want to take a pay cut, then we we have a good chance. Now, if we brought in another player or we had a, an agreement with like a Horford, and we could do the sign and trade, then I think we would get any of those two guys. They would agree to come here over anywhere else because now you're adding Luca, Porzingis, and uh, Horford with whatever player you you bring in. Yeah, well, and that's that's a theory is that they're trying to get this deal with Horford done really quickly so that they can have him in the meeting when they meet with Kemba so that, you know, they can kind of show them like they've got Luka Doncic, they have Kristaps Porzingis, they have um, Al Horford. And so it kind of be a little more enticing to Kemba. But anyways, free agency is a week, a from week today. away. Yeah. yeah, it starts. Actually, it doesn't start next Monday. It starts, starts at 6 p.m. next Sunday. Oh, okay. So we'll start hearing things um, pretty quickly. What award are they on? I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing for Paul George and De- like uh, DeAndre Ayton because they're not really in the discussion <laughs> for winning the award, but you had to yeah. have three, and so they just kind of put in there. But the other two, like Giannis and Harden, they just are far higher up than Paul George. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what my pick is for that one. For MVP, for me, it's Giannis. Like Harden, you know, he puts up really big numbers scoring wise yeah but he doesn't do anything in the playoffs he actually crumbles in the playoffs well, he doesn't crumble i think his style of play does not suit the playoffs right. so also his usage rate is like historically the highest it's ever yeah. been. their offense is literally him playing against everybody else and shooting a three and it's going in. It's just not a winning strategy. No. Well, it's ironic because it does win in the regular mm-hmm. season. But if you think about winning in the true sense of the term, yeah. it's not a winning strategy. So, I mean, to me, it's Giannis. The team had the best record. He had a really good season. It was like 28 and 12 or something with six assists. Really good numbers. Um, and they're more, you know, actual realistic numbers, unlike Harden. Like I said, it's, it's fantasy land with Harden. It's, it's 2K. Because you just go out there and shoot on my player. I mean, he gets all every shot. He gets to shoot more than any other player in the league. And so a lot of players would average, well, not a lot of players, but there are other players that could average 36 points a game if they got to shoot every single shot for the team. All right, so that's the end of the show. Um, It was fun. It was kind of fun doing the live show during the awards, during the awards show. And I'm really glad that Luca won Rookie of the Year. It was deserved. Yeah. Um, Trey had a great year. I mean, I, I don't think he sucks. He he turned out to be much better than I he thought he would. He had a tremendous year. He had a tremendous year. But no, I mean, I honestly thought Trey Young was going to be a bust. And I'm not like, I'm not ashamed to say it. I thought he was too short, too small. I just didn't think he was going to be able to get his shot off. Um, I thought at the rate that he scored using threes, he was just too one-dimensional, and he was going to be a bust. I still think he's going to be. I mean, I, after this, I guess you like Michael Carter-Williams or... Um, I mean, I don't want to compare him to other players. But just but where the, it happens. The problem they, is, like you mentioned, his size. Yeah. And as good as he is, the size eventually catches up with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it hasn't And he yet. ain't no six foot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but anyway, regardless, he had a better season than I thought he would, and so congrats to him, but Luca was better. And I'm really looking forward to next year, and this is a really good sign for Luca and the Mavs because, like we were saying earlier, winning Rookie of the Year, that just puts you on a course for so many great things. So I'm excited, um, but that's pretty much it. Any final thoughts? Any final words? No. Great. Thank you. But anyway, that's all we have for the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. All the new listeners, thank you so much for all of the support. We really do appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at Dallas Hoopscast and on Instagram at Dallas Hoops Fancast. If you're uh, listening to this on YouTube, leave a comment below with your thoughts, anything you want to share about the Mavericks or about the Al Horford rumors, the Kawhi Leonard rumors. And if you're just listening to this podcast, head over to YouTube so you can be a part of that conversation. But that's it for the show. Thanks guys for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.